0: we found a way to set yourself as an authority in the healthcare space instantly and boost your reputation toward your patients and be connected with hundreds and thousands of leaders just like you to support each other and to accelerate together. Stay tuned for this episode as we discover the tips for how you're going to do that. private practice owners. Are you ready to rewrite the rules for your practice so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provider's Edge podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Romback. I'm a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. My guest is and I help providers like you control your practice, control your life, control your future. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. Hi, everyone. This is Sabrina I'm back here to our very first episode of The Provider's Edge. TV. We're going bigger and better, and after more than 100 episodes on the Providers Edge podcast, we have refocused and uh, now launching into the new of leveraging media in an even different level. So now you can watch us, connect to us from our website, SabrinaRombach.com and also on Roku, Fire, Apple TV. So I'm so excited to be in this space because, you know, healthcare has been different. We have been seeing a huge amount of staff turnover and it's really not just in the healthcare space and one of the major thing is due to overworked people we are so burned out and inefficiency in our system and also what i believe inefficiency also come from how we lead how we represent ourselves so today i am so fortunate to be in this space with you guys and have one of my great colleague, uh, partner and uh, really a mentor, Josh here with us to talk about why are we even going media? Why are we talking about our ideas in healthcare, whether it's innovation, individual private practice or running your organization? Why do we even share? And what's the importance of leveraging media for expanding your network, collaboration, set authority and all the good stuff. So again, thank you for being here and can't wait to continue this conversation. Hi, Jazz. Thanks for uh, having, uh, spending some time with me on the first episode of The Provider's Edge.
1: For sure, Serena, this is very exciting. On your way to becoming the queen of all media.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I see that there are definitely a shift especially in the last uh, couple of years of healthcare professionals uh, building their own podcasts, start going to even more media speaking and shows as I have experience of speaking on conferences that as traditional way, virtual, and also taking into a bigger stage. So what have you been seeing in some of the movements? And uh, I would love to uh, hear uh, some of your takes of why do providers and leaders really should leveraging this platform?
1: Yeah. um, And, you know, and I've been studying and leading on consumer behavior for 15 and a half years now as a syndicated newspaper columnist, nationally syndicated newspaper columnist. I've been on TV more more than 800 times. Um, So I I really want to pay attention to how consumers are making their decisions today, and I believe uh, that uh, the one who the 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 leader, the business leader, and the, and the health professional that wins today makes it insanely easy. For your customers, your clients, your partners, your employees, your investors, you want them, you want to create it very, you want to make it very, very easy to create proximity together. So um, proximity is if I can, and, and Sabrina, I'm sure you've had this experience in your work um, because of how much content you create, when you're able to eventually have a conversation with somebody and they got on a call or they were to step into your office. And they would say, I've watched all your videos. I've read your book. I listen to your podcast. Like I've spent hours with you virtually before I ever stepped in the room. You know, and I know, and the person, our friend is listening to us right now or watching us right now you know what that experience is like. Like that is going to be a really great person to work with. They already know, like, and trust you. They have this um, massive, what we call familiarity bias.
0: When you're looking at ways to market yourself as an expert, you want to take advantage of familiarity bias. A term used to describe instance when people choose and trust certain experts over others simply because they are more familiar with network. work. For instance, if a prospective client has read your book and seen your LinkedIn, then they're more likely to hire you than someone else they had never heard of before. Essentially, familiarity bias boosts your know, like, and trust factor. When you focus on your energy on media platforms, where your target audience typically consumes content, you are able to activate your familiarity bias virtually without meeting them face to face. As a busy healthcare provider, this is important to know because you're working with limited time on your hands. By leveraging media with the correct strategy, you can put your time to good use by spreading the word about you and your expertise effectively and efficiently. As a healthcare provider. Have you ever been interested in growing your following through social media, podcast, TV and books? That might be a sign that you are ready to take on the world stage and reach your audience in a much bigger way. If you like today's episode, please share with your friends and colleagues who are healthcare leaders. We do not ask you to pay us, but to pay it forward. We appreciate you. And now let's get back to the
1: rest of our show. So familiarity bias is like one, you know, one day when I was going into a green room in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I was just sitting there and all of a sudden this guy comes in. I'm like, that looks like Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis in the news. Sure enough, it was Huey Lewis. And so all of a sudden I'm transported to the hours and hours and hours that I spent with Huey virtually, you know, at summers in my uncle Kenny's house, you know, listening to the album sports. And so he comes in and it was really hard for me to try to keep it cool. <laughs> Cause I was like, I was like fanboy, you know, fangirling a little bit on him, you know, but I tried to play cool. But that's it. That's what we want to create, right? And we want to create that for your clients because if, you can become incredibly accessible, you know, if you're a healthcare professional, and now you've got this. You know, you're on YouTube, you're on TikTok, you're on social, you're you're creating content, and um, you know, you, you not only just create, you don't want to just create the thing once and then and then it gets buried into the lifetime. You want to get really good at repurposing and 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 delivering your message everywhere. You want your message to be where your audiences are today.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's so crucial is we have to figure out who our audience are. Now, this show are specifically for the practice owners, the leaders, the people who are innovators, who are disruptors in healthcare. So being on this show, we know we're going to connect it with equal level of success and like mindedness so we can truly rewrite the rules for healthcare practices and how we treat patients, how we treat our staff and how we create our own life. And that's why my mission has always been helping providers, leaders like uh, you guys to control your practice, control your life, and then you can truly control your future. And that can be done with many different things and people can be very distracted. And that's why we needed to really focusing on productivity, on time, on how you value what you need to do. And I think in healthcare, so crucial is that we do a lot of things and we get so excited over a lot of things. And we think that we're already so productive on doing a lot of things. But we all know in reality, being busy and being effective and getting the result that you want are so different. And when we are busy doing busy work, And even you think that's the right, quote unquote, without a third party, a clean pair of eyes has not been so involved in what you did today, how you speak, how you communicate. When you don't see what you're not seeing, you will never able to move forward. So that's what I love to serve people in the space of optimizing our individual provider leadership. Efficiency and then optimize or practice efficiency with the right team. How do you attract the right people? How do you uh, go get over the conflict, but use that conflict to actually up level people and how we can use technology to help us instead of feeling like, oh, big data is going to be taking away my authenticity or my authority. And what uh, Josh said is so crucial. We have to be with people where they are. We can't think anymore as I learned all this. I build my practice. People just come to us. I think that's just idealistic of saying that, oh, you know, a patient will love us. And then eventually they'll tell people and that people will tell people that's correct. But we still have to be out there to put ourselves out there to represent who we are. Do you think that's a crucial thing? And that's why uh, being able to speak on shows. And then that's my true feeling is that we know in in reality, if you guys haven't gotten into podcasts or media much, if the show is ranked less than 10%, top 10% globally, they probably barely have 30 to 40 downloads per week. So don't really think there's just so many shows. There's so many new shows. So that's not going to get you that further of of where you need to go you need to actually do a bit of research or the host like myself has been in media for many years being trained um, with Josh and many other uh, big people to learn how to position ourselves and therefore I have a whole team and people always like Sabrina I don't get it you still practice clinically and you do your advisor you 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 Speak you do your media, what the heck? And like, you're doing too much. Like, well, I do intentionally with a set amount of time with a huge team that can do this for me, right? And that's how we become efficient. So just uh, take, I know you help a lot of people in, in that world uh, of representing themselves confidently on camera and being mm-hmm. positioning. How do you uh, put everything together also uh, efficiently?
1: Yeah, well, certainly, again, as I mentioned earlier, repurposing is a big part of that. And I I think that maybe someone that's listening to our conversation, Sabrina, might be a little stressed when they think about this pressure that they have to be everywhere. But the reality is, and why I'm such a big fan of video-based conversations like this is because while you and I are having this conversation, I mean, you're dispensing a lot of wisdom. And so what's nice about this is your team afterwards can now go through and create all these different snippets. And And again, to our friend that's listening to our conversation right now, you think, well, oh my goodness, this might end up costing a little bit of money. And yeah, it it will, like you're gonna have to have some, you know, some, there's a lot of great technology out there. Um, But when you compare apples to apples versus how much it costs to put a big advertisement in your local region, you know, your local neighborhood magazine versus investing in great content that you can use over and over and over and over again, all of a sudden, we put ourselves in a position where we don't have to pay for attention as much anymore because um, I think it was the founder of Geek Squad who famously said, um, advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable.
0: If you're like many healthcare leaders, you might be stressing out about the pressure to be everywhere at once across the internet. The key to utilize multiple media outlets without going insane is simply reusing and repurposing your content. You can take one piece of content and use it in several different ways, for instance, i film a video as part of my podcast interview as you guys are listening right now and post it across my youtube channel live streaming on LinkedIn, facebook twitter then chop it up into short segments and share it in different social media platforms email newsletter blogs and that you can have one piece of media commitment that produces you multiple weeks of content. You can even take the transcript and use it as highlighted sound bites to use as written blogs and posts. Once you get the hang of repurposing and reusing your content, platforms, and media, you can use it as the ultimate networking tool. When the power of the media is in your hands, you're able to create an effective growth strategy that does not affect your current bandwidth or capacity.
1: So our goal here, and I think there's, two ways that you can do this that I'm a big fan of. Number one is we've been talking about is content and, and, and reusing that content repurposing that content and finding all sorts of different ways that you can get that in the hands. Make sure, you know, if you're going to go through the effort to create these video clips, why not embed them on a page on your website, you know, where you can talk about your services and, and what makes you unique, um, you know, with your patients and with your clients. Um, But I'll say that the other reason that I'm such a big fan of content, platform, and media is that it is the ultimate networking tool. It is the ultimate networking tool. Um, so just kind of put some ideas out there, Sabrina. Uh, and I know that you know you work with some amazing, amazing people who are growing their practices. They are also though trying to balance that you know versus you know their own personal bandwidth. But you know if we kind of go back to you know some emIth stuff, you know our number one responsibility is certainly if we're the founder CEO or for somehow responsible for the growth within our organization. Well, that's where we should be spending a good chunk of our time is on growth.
0: In today's episode, we discuss advantages and strategies for using media to leverage your expertise and expand your network. If you listen all the way to the end of this episode, I would suggest you put some of these strategies in place to see how they work for you in terms of time spent and productivity. To recap, number one, Using the media can be a powerful tool to grow your practice without biting off a chunk of your schedule. As a busy healthcare provider, you need to worry about taking care of your patients and your team in addition to taking measurements to grow your practice. Chances are you're already putting in about 80 hours per week and there is only so much time you have to put to work without anything before getting burnt out. When you use media effectively, you can be in many places at once without cloning yourself or running from one place to another at lighting speed. With some planning, a click of a few buttons, you can boost your online presence dramatically in a short amount of time. Number two, reusing and repurposing your content is the key to being everywhere at once. You don't have to create a new piece of content for every single online platform. Instead, you can take your videos and written posts and reformat them in different ways. For instance, you can post the same video on your website and YouTube, and then chop it up as a blog post to create several written social media posts. This way, you can show up for your audience in a balanced and sustainable way. Number three, Focus mainly on advertising yourself where your target audience is because that's the best use of your efforts. There's no point in taking the time to film videos and write elaborate blog posts only to post them in places where your audience does not normally consume content. Think about where your audience goes to uh, online resources for information and then make an effort to consistently post valuable content there. You can spotlight yourself and your business authentically without coming off as salesy or sleazy. As long as you are concentrate on showing up as your natural self and concentrate on sharing information to serve your audience, you can do no wrong. Please do not let anyone tell you differently. Number 5 Familiarity bias is great for building your platform, establishing your known, like, and trust with prospect clients and patients, and standing out from your competition. The more familiar someone is with your story and your body of work, the more likely they will become a loyal follower before they ever meet you face to face. All you need to do is make sure You put yourself out there so people can see you genius.
1: And I would argue that I don't think that there is a whole lot more um, productive when it comes to growth strategy than high-level networking. Great example of this. uh, If you are a healthcare professional and you rely upon word of mouth, Refer, and By the way, if you're not leveraging better leveraging uh, word of mouth and referral based marketing, I, I, I strongly recommend you start focusing more there because that's how consumers buy today. I don't really care about who's got the biggest you know bus ad. I want to know when I ask an, uh, a question in my neighborhood Facebook group, who is the doc, who's the pediatrician that you recommend, and all of a sudden your name keeps getting mentioned several times. You win. That's how consumers are doing business today. So what I want you to do is I want, you know, again, to our our practice owner, to our professionals listening, um, think about and and dedicate maybe an hour every week to straight up authority building and high-level networking within your community.
2: Thank you for listening to today's episode. You're listening to me right now, Ads are, you're frustrated by how healthcare practices are running today. I'm with you. I'm looking to change the conversation that we're having in this field. It starts with me, and it starts with you. I want to connect with you and get to know your own struggle or challenges within the healthcare industry. Visit sabrinaromback.com forward slash connect, where you are going to find all of my social media platforms feel free to send me a direct message. If you like me, prefer speaking, then you can record a voice message on the page. So come to sabrinarombat.com forward slash connect and let's continue the conversation.
3: You know, I think there was there were a lot of things in there. I look at the chart of the desire zone because I was taking on too many things. I was doing too many things outside of my desire zone. And that allowed me to hone things back into the direction where they should be. What was some other things that we, our first call that we ever had, there was a quote that you made, you gave me from the Dalai Lama. And these are simple things I did, but it was by gratitude. And it hit me at that time because I'd forgotten to be grateful about what has been built. That everybody around me that sees what we're doing or you know, sees what I'm doing here, my peers and colleagues, they're very grateful for what I've been doing. They're like, oh, this is great. You know, would love to be in the position that I'm in. And I forget that, but I forgot it. So that was another one. And then uh, what was this, some other stuff? I'd have to go from the list. I mean, there's, you know, the two minute reset stuff that we do. It just a little bit. And we even, you remember, I, so i you know, been a big meditator for a long time and, and everyone goes through cycles of this, but I was so dedicated. It was 45 minutes to an hour every single day, probably at night as well. And then in a busy lifestyle, you go, oh, can't do that. Then you started thinking, well, if I can't do 30 minutes or an hour meditation, then why even do it? But you're teaching people to do two minute meditations, which three, two minute meditations throughout the entire day, you know, six minutes total. In my opinion, is better than doing 45 minutes an hour every other day. It just made more sense, and it was so much easier just to kind of center myself back in and go back at. It. So, and one thing now, I'm gonna have to do plug here, is this. Yeah, you know I was gonna do this, didn't you? <laughs> so, this clock right here has been. You had. I don't know if yours is next to you or not, but you you held this up for me one day, and we're talking about time blocking, yes, <laughs> time blocking and everything else. I said, where is that? So I bought on Amazon and it, you know, it has the clock and the five and 10, you know, 15 minutes and so forth. It is awesome. And so when I started using this thing, I started realizing like, oh my gosh, when, I, when I'm when i actually tracking my time, I've got a lot of it. When I'm not tracking my time, even if you take a five minute break to surf the internet, and it's 15, 20 minutes later, the time goes fast. So it's been fantastic. I can get so much stuff done in a 15 minute period. It's crazy.
0: So come to SabrinaRumpack.com forward slash connect And let's continue the conversation.